0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about anaphylaxis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinalscom anaphylaxis or in the immunology section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Anaphylaxis is a life-threatening medical emergency. It's caused by a severe type 1 hypersensitivity reaction. Immunoglobulin E, or IgE, stimulates MAR cells to rapidly release histamine and other pro-inflammatory chemicals. This is called mast cell degranulation. This causes a rapid onset of symptoms with airway, breathing and or circulation compromise. The key feature that differentiates anaphylaxis from a non-anaphylactic reaction is is compromise of the airway, breathing, or circulation. Let's talk about the presentation. Patients with anaphylaxis will present with a history of an exposure to an allergen. There will be a rapid onset of allergic symptoms with urticaria, itching, angioedema with swelling around the lips and eyes, and they may have abdominal pain. Additional symptoms that indicate anaphylaxis are shortness of breath, wheeze, swelling of the larynx causing stridor, tachycardia, lightheadedness, or collapse. Principles of management. Anaphylaxis requires immediate medical attention and management. It should be managed by an experienced pediatrician. Call for help early. It's worth referring to the resuscitation guidelines for full management options but here is a summary to help with your understanding and your preparation for exams. Initial assessment of an acutely unwell child is with an A, B, C, D, E approach, assessing and treating each in turn. A is for airway, ensure that their airway is patent and make sure you secure the airway. B is for breathing, provide oxygen if required, salbutable can help if they're wheezing, C is for circulation. Provide an IV fluid bolus to help support their circulation. D is for disability. Lie the patient flat to improve the cerebral perfusion. E is for exposure. Look at their skin for flushing, urticaria and angioedema. Once a diagnosis of anaphylaxis is established, there are three medications that can be given to treat the reaction. The first is intramuscular adrenaline, which can be repeated after 5 minutes if required. Antihistamines can be given, such as oral chlorphenamine or cetirizine. And steroids can be given, usually intravenous hydrocortisone. After the event. All children should have a period of assessment and observation after an anaphylactic reaction, as biphasic reactions can occur. A biphasic reaction is a second anaphylactic reaction that occurs after successful treatment of the first. All children with anaphylactic reactions should be admitted to the pediatric unit for observation. Anaphylaxis can be confirmed by measuring the serum mast cell tryptase within 6 hours of the event. Striptase is released during mast cell degranulation and it stays in the blood for 6 hours before gradually disappearing. Education and follow up of the family and the child is essential. They need to be educated about allergy, how to avoid allergens and how to spot the signs of anaphylaxis. Parents should be trained in basic life support. Specialist referral should be made in all children with anaphylaxis for diagnosis, education, follow-up and training on how to use an adrenaline auto-injector. A quick tom tip for you, remember to measure mast cell tryptase within 6 hours of an anaphylactic reaction. This is a common exam question and also something that will impress senior colleagues if it's part of your management plan when you're assessing a child with anaphylaxis. Let's talk about the indications for an adrenaline auto-injector. EpiPen, Jext and Emerade are trade names for adrenaline auto-injector devices that you may come across on your pediatric placements. Auto-injectors are given to all children and adolescents with anaphylactic reactions. They may also be considered in children with generalized allergic reactions without anaphylaxis where certain risk factors are present for example, asthma requiring inhaled steroids, poor access to medical treatment, for example, living in a rural location, adolescents who are at higher risk of anaphylaxis, nut or insect sting allergies, which are higher risk, and significant comorbidities such as cardiovascular disease. Let's talk about how to use an adrenaline auto-injector. The first step is to confirm the diagnosis of anaphylaxis before using the auto-injector. Prepare the device by removing the safety cap on the non-needle end. There's a blue cap on EpiPen and a yellow cap on Jext. Grip the device in a fist with the needle end pointing downwards. The needle end is orange on EpiPen and black on Jext. Do not put your thumb over the other end because if the device is upside down you'll accidentally inject your thumb with adrenaline and you could risk losing it. Administer the injection by firmly jabbing the device into the outer portion of the mid-thigh until the device clicks. This can be done through clothing. EpiPen advise holding it in place for 3 seconds and JEXT advise holding it in place for 10 seconds before removing the device. Remove the device and gently massage the area for 10 seconds. Phone an emergency ambulance. A second dose can be given with a new pen after 5 minutes if required. Finally, a tom tip for you. You may be asked to show a parent or a child how to use an adrenaline auto-injector either in your exams or in clinical practice. It's worth familiarizing yourself with a Jext or an EpiPen device. The drug companies provide dummy devices that are usually lying around the pediatric wards. Check the drawers and the shelves in the doctor's office and ask a friendly senior nurse. These dummy devices are useful to help you get familiar with the device and practice explaining to your peers. Thanks for listening to this episode on anaphylaxis. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. You can find written notes on all the topics in the Zero to Finals books available on Amazon. You can also find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible. And you can find all the notes as well as videos, illustrations and questions on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode which will be on allergic rhinitis.